0: And welcome to the Aftershock post-game show. We are here after the San Jose Earthquakes 2-1 to victory over LAFC at Levi's Stadium. Uh, I'm here joined with Phil Leva live from Levi's. Later on, we'll be joined by Jamin Moore and Robert Jonas. They're both now down in the basement of the stadium, in the tunnels of the stadium, waiting on Lucha Gonzalez for the post-match press conference. We'll bring you... All of the action from the presser, Phil. What were your takeaways from this game? This was a big win for the San Jose Earthquakes, breaking LAFC's undefeated streak in style at Levi's. Mm. What do you take away
1: from this one? Well, it's like you said, LAFC hadn't lost a match this season in the league play, and the Earthquakes, you know, didn't matter to them. They came out and they were feisty. Uh, they really forced LA to play aggressively. I mean, we saw fouls, you know, from LA. They had to resort to playing rough um the quakes did a really great job getting on the board first i mean christian espinoza scoring a goal from the run of play and then later on before the end of the match scoring on the penalty that you know was forced by jeremy abobasi and so there were a lot of good things happening in this match i mean they had to make some adjustments to ensure they got the w but i think they showed a lot of resilience lucy gonzalez like had a great game plan coming in here Um, And there was a little bit of fortune with L.A. having that that midweek game against uh, Philadelphia Union in the CONCACAF Champions League. And so, you know, the weather here is beautiful. It was a perfect it was a perfect day for a match here in Santa Clara. Um, I know I was very critical of the you know, of them playing here in Levi Stadium instead of PayPal Park. And I, you know, I'm going to reserve my thoughts about that for now and just enjoy the match for what it was. So, um, Alex, I'm actually curious as to what it was like watching it from your point of view. And uh, yeah, Quakes pick up three points and they're still sitting pretty high up in the Western Conference table. What do you think?
0: I think it's, it's a big win for San Jose. This feels like the kind of win uh, that will stand out. This is the kind of win that they're going to hang their hat on that could be, you know, pointed to as a critical moment in juncture in this season where this team coalesces, uh, you know, that contributes to this team making the playoffs. Because they just beat one of the best teams in Major League Soccer convincingly those first 10 minutes were some of the best soccer I have ever seen San Jose play the way they were playing through the middle, getting the ball into Jeremy Obobese, getting it wide, attacking quickly, uh, vertically. I think that's exactly the way that Lucci Gonzalez has been trying to play those, those first 10 minutes, I think, uh, you know, exemplified everything he's been trying to do. And it was fantastic to see it all come together in that way. And then to see how they were able to adjust over the course of the 90 minutes and able to hold on uh, to that lead and, and come out with the three points was, was huge. And look, I think there was a lot of anticipation heading into this game. I think that fans have had bad experiences at Levi's in the past. Uh, mm. and you know, there was an open question as to whether this would even feel like a home game for for the Quakes. I right. you know that's a right. pretty big question considering. How good they've been unbeaten at home
1: and how bad they've been uh, winless on the road. Considering I'm here at the stadium. I mean, I was I was here when they when they had that first match against the Seattle Sounders. Right. That was like the first sporting event that was even played here at Levi Stadium. And then they had the match, as I mentioned, last uh, on last week's show uh, against the Orlando City. Right. When they had Kaka. And that was like a big deal that they came and played here. But um, (laughs) the LAFC fans, I mean, they were way up there, like, in the fourth tier, away from the action, away from, you know, what all the energy that was created by the Quakes fans here in the stadium. So I can can say pretty convincingly that this did feel like a home game. And I was worried about that coming into this match. And let me tell you, um, that first 10 minutes, you're absolutely right. Like, the energy was just, like, palpable. Like, you could feel it in the air. And the players, you can tell they were getting into it because we saw at times – Jamiro Montero, Cade Cowell, Jeremy Abobase with the back hill passes and the flicks and like you were just seeing a lot of really great interplay between those guys and creating those opportunities and doing what Luchi Gonzalez has been talking about all season creating dangerous chances and breaking lines and it seemed like they were doing that quite a bit in the in the very beginning of the match especially and as LAFC started to adapt as they started to play more aggressively the Quakes made the necessary changes in order to get the advantage back in the match. And, you know, um, it wasn't lucky that the the penalty was called, you know, in, in my view. And I think Jamin would agree with me because we were talking about this up here in the press box. The penalty was a little bit soft. But you know what? The Quakes earned it. It was not uh, it was not luck. This is just something that they forced throughout the match. And they were able to get that call. But one thing I do want to talk about, Alex, and I know this is probably something that you're going to be interested in as well, is that left wing, because that's the, the part of the field that you've been kind of like, you know, talking about throughout the season as being a sort of weaker spot for the team. Uh, Cade Cal comes in. He applies a lot of pressure on that side. He creates issues for Palacios. Um, however, he doesn't necessarily get a a point, at, at, if you would, like an assist or a goal, but he does have that really nice flick, right, that leads to the, the pass from Jeremy Obobese across the box to Jim Montero uh to Christian Espinosa. So he does combine in the offense here, I think, perhaps a bit proving Lucci's point as to what he wants to get out of this team. I'm curious as to what your take is, though, in terms of what Cal I had think to Furthermore, think ask Gonzalez. You can Gonzalez.
0: Yeah. Who oh, is are, is it time? Awesome. It's time. We'll do it.
2: Hello. Mm-hmm. Ready? Ready? Cool.
0: All
3: right. Uh, let's begin with Chase uh, uh, after Chase's 2-1 victory over LAFC. Let's um, take a first
4: question for Robert Jones. Thanks. Uh, congrats. Uh, you know, midweek, you talked about uh, to uh, kind of measure yourself. If you want to play the best, you want to test yourself against the best. What is it that you were uh, impressed with, with your squad tonight and getting this victory and you know, that you really feel can you know, continue this
2: momentum? for program? Yeah, look, uh, first and foremost, want to thank everyone in our club in terms of front office and operations and ticketing and everyone involved in just connection with our community our fan base uh because it it was really special uh today in the stadium just to get that much support in numbers um our locker room even having spirit swag to of san jose earthquakes which i know the players really felt um and and helped them you know so uh, to put on these games are not easy it's a lot of work and it's a lot of uh, belief and care and we felt that from the club so it gave us the opportunity to To play a game uh, in in the environment uh, that that we saw today. Um, Yeah, look, uh, we have a team that can compete with anyone. Um, You know, we we still have a lot of work to do. Uh, I want to see us progress and try to get better every day with each game. Um, You know, two weeks ago, we we had some results that didn't go our way and we we were disappointed with, but never felt the guys uh, stop being open to feedback uh, believing working hard and training they're always looking to respond and i'm proud of them for that and we knew tonight was going to be very difficult An undefeated lafc a team that is in multiple competitions and doing well in all of them because they're very good and they have depth which they showed tonight you know um but we knew we could pre- focusing on ourselves and what we can do att- attacking well defending well as a group um we, we could uh we can win we can beat anybody So really proud of our guys to do that. Even uh, scoring and then conceding, you felt their belief. You felt their um, their grit to to push through. And second half, you know, LAFC threw some things at us that, that were not easy to deal with defensively. But I saw all of our guys try to make plays, block shots. You have to close down a Vela. You have to close down a Boanga. And, um, and I saw a great effort to do that collectively. And and then we nicked, we got our goal. We got our chances. We attacked open space. We earned our PK. And, and, and you know Christian is uh, Christian took care of his business. So uh, uh, it's going to get harder and stronger for everybody. and We're going to rest now. We want to want to try to have a, a another good performance uh, against another rival, LA rival next week. Jim,
3: <laughs> um, so the first ten minutes or so you guys played maybe some of your best soccer of the season really good connections in the passing that led to that
2: first
3: goal changed the game for the rest of the half soon after that
2: yeah i agree i thought we had some amazing sequences and breaking lines uh, close close connections and <clears throat> Um, and, and creating danger, creating in, which which you saw in our first goal, um, and w- I, I think uh, we've shown moments of that to do it against a, a team like LAFC in this type of environment. It's, it shows our boys enjoy uh, enjoy you know um, and, and embrace pressure, embrace an environment to do it. And, and so, to me, uh, we, we definitely want to show more of that. You know, and how do you sustain it? How do you be more consistent with that with the ball? um it's it's using this as a reference to showing those clips today you know from today and showing what we're capable of we have technical players we have, we're creative the guys play for each other they play with intensity and um we don't depend on any individual talents we we believe in ourselves as a collective and um and i think i agree with you we can show more more of that as we as we progress but but look well, um LAFC are down so they're gonna push the game this is a team that's not used to losing so when we did score they put more pressure on the ball they uh they got they raised their level and created issues for us that we have to be ready for defensively they nicked the goal that um that 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 happened and you know we, we don't we don't want to allow that but um again I, I saw the group galvanized after especially at half you can hear them the tone their belief and then you know we weren't perfect second half we had some good sequences as well but you know, fatigue kicks in. You know, guys are working hard; they're, they're tired, and um, for them to push through and then create that goal it tells me a lot about the character and the, and the and the personality of this group and the potential of the group.
3: Uh, let's take a quick question from some of our uh, folks here online. Uh, let's take a question from Charlie Bone. Ch- Charlie,
1: go ahead. Hi, Lucia, can you Hi, you Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, congratulations uh, on the result. Um, I, I just wonder if you could put this in context of, uh, the, the project, uh, as in general, like, where are you in terms of, and I'm sorry, I came in late, so maybe you already addressed this, but, um, where does this team in terms of where you, where you're aiming to get to and, and, and from your
2: starting point? Yeah, I see progress. Um, I, you know, we're, we're very process oriented from preseason. We made that clear. Our, our focus is on the, why we do things and, and how we do them more than the what, you know? And and I think, um, you know, when we go to sleep at night, we want to be happy with our effort, our intensity, uh, our ideas and intentions, and then our togetherness. And those are the things that I want us to always measure ourselves in terms of are we we progressing? The result can go your way or not. You can't control that, but you can control and influence the things that can lead to positive results. And so uh, that's the way the staff and, and us want to live and, and, and train and, and work uh, and the players are connected side by side with us on that. And, um, you know, our group has talent we're we have good talent. We have a uh, technique, we have intensity. I keep saying those things. It's like part of our core. Um, but I don't think we're, we haven't, you know, today showed flashes of our potential, like you mentioned. Um, but, but we want to do it better. We want to do it more consistently. We, we're definitely nowhere near satisfied
3: um my I just, kid,
1: oh, go go ahead charlie hey sorry about that i just want to get in one more um a word about christian espinoza um should we be talking about him as an mvp mm-hmm. of the league and and uh have you done anything or any any adjustments to unlock his ability this season
2: christian first and foremost is an amazing like human being family guy every training he works The you know he's a leader by example with how hard he works he makes every exercise count every competition count in training and and uh and and then shows and he reaps the reward on the field you know i think he's a player that if you got to get him closer to the goal he you know he's going to get crosses he's going to get assists that's what he does naturally uh, but if he's closer to the goal closer to the box he can score his own goals right foot left foot and i um, really proud of him and Look, he's only going to get marked tighter, closed down. There's going to be more physicality on him, double-teaming him. You know, but he, he has such a great mentality. I'm confident he'll find solutions to keep being dangerous. And, and yeah, I definitely see his name can be uh, relevant in, in any of these categories. Uh, and and what I love too is uh, he got Player of the Month, and the first thing he said to the team was like, it's you know for me it's team. It's about the team. You know, I care more about Team of the Month and Team. Um, glory than than the individual and thank you. So he would give a big thank you to all his teammates because he 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 recognizes that and he lives that. So uh, let's keep going. Let's
3: go, Michael, Kevin, and then Ivan. All right, Coach, uh, 45,000 plus here, and we've already talked about what this stadium means. But how do you feel about the
1: fandom that the other two locales here in Santa Clara County, Stanford and here? And pol- in, in connection with PayPal, how do
3: you feel about the love that
2: you've done this kind of it's, it's cool because it's just a different stimulus, you know? It's an opportunity to, to connect with a, another part of our community. The Bay Area is huge, you know? And it's not easy for people from San Francisco to get to our games or, or or Gilroy or, you know, in Monterey Bay, you know? I just It's just it's, there's all these pockets and dense areas that the game is growing in those areas, in the youth communities um and the, the newer generations and and to have like more accessible accessibility to the team based on playing in these different venues and bigger venues but i I, li- I like it it's diverse it creates a connection to the different areas of the bay area and um but our paypal uh, park is awesome too you know it's it's more uh, intimate it's it's a beautiful color and colors and uh and it's right there in the heart of san jose and and I love uh, our turnout and our passion there as well. So I think they've all got value, They all stimulate us, and I think they all help the game grow and and and, uh, and our team, our club, uh, fan base grow in, in this area.
4: Yeah, Coach, um, congratulations on the win again. You, know, you mentioned feeling that you have enough talent to stick with anyone in this league. Uh, was the plan going in today to just play them straight up? And then when the game did turn in the second half, do you feel like you guys had enough tools to adapt?
2: Yeah, look, game model and how we play, how we act, how we play is important. We want to play a certain way with the ball, uh, breaking lines, attacking, being a threat. We want to create XG and efficiency of the actual G. So, um, and then, you know, defensively, we had to shift a lot. We had to show compactness in our mid-block, lower blocks. Uh, It's hard to get pressure on the ball. They're very good. They circulate the ball well. But when we did go and apply pressure and build pressure, I thought we were – we were dangerous. We nicked them a few times, and we created offensive transitions. So, um, you know, like uh, we have to play to our strengths, and but also recognize respect the strengths of the others. So, um, yeah, I, I think we have a very good team, have good individuals, and and then with their mentalities, I think we have a just a high ceiling. I'm-
3: one of the turning points of the match was Dennis Bolanga's goal, but then
1: shortly after JT Marcinkowski held on to a very powerful shot from Dennis Balanga. How much confidence does that give the rest of the team when JT Marcinkowski can have that, you know, erase your mm-hmm. memory from that one mistake and then be locked in for the rest of the yeah, team?
2: Yeah, look, our um our players, especially keepers, mm-hmm. have to have short memories, you know, and I'm proud of JT to, you know, just, just respond to the next action, stay connected and focused. Um, on the next play in the next play and that's what he did he showed maturity he showed uh resilience and and he helped manage the game uh, whether he was saving or not he was managing the game also in his distribution for us to to keep uh fighting and, and find a way to win okay.
3: let's do fabian marco and then we'll finish with a spanish question from paloma yeah so this area loves superstars and legends with barry bonds Steph curry and joe montana Possibly having another one on your hands. How does it feel like to coach Christian Espinoza in a stellar season
2: and having that on your squad? You know, it, it doesn't feel like there's a star on the team or stars. It doesn't. The team is the star. It's, it's all they show me as the the coach and each other. I believe so. You 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 couldn't tell in Christian's like you know Christian's energy. It, it only it only increases, you know, and then look, it's never linear. It's never going to be perfect. It ups and downs. We had, we had some tough moments the last two weeks too. He and the team, us, and, uh, but we keep working and, and he's a humble, hungry player. He's a humble. He's hungry. And then when you do those things and you work really hard, uh, your talent can show. And I think, you know, that those things are, you know, the, the success is when what uh, you know, opportunity meets preparation. Right. And so he, He's a he's a great example of those things. So uh, I, he's another member of the team that I, that's a pleasure to coach. Um, there's guys that didn't get a minute today. That's a big pleasure to coach, equal to him. Um, and he doesn't act he doesn't act like he needs any favors. He wants to work for the team. He's always I feel like everything he does or says is about how can he help the team rather than how does the team help him. I'm a very selfless person. I'm proud of him. All
0: right, allergy. You know, in that second half, at the
1: beginning, they kind of threw everything but sink at you. You guys were able to keep them pretty much out of the middle of the box. And then when they were ready, they get a shot. KT came up with a big save. Mm-hmm. They may start doing some run force service toward the later half of that second half.
0: Did you sense the momentum going back to your guys' side, and knowing that you guys were going to have a chance or two toward the end to get what?
2: Yeah, the I've team? said this before. I think we can score at any moment in the game. I think that's interesting for us to. To always know we could be low block, we could be high pressing, we could have the ball and not have it. it could be a set. P- I think I think we can always be dangerous at any at any point. It's almost like a little unpredictable, and I, and I love that because I think it's one of our strengths. But um, yeah, no, you're right. Look, LAFC threw a lot at us. That's for sure. We had to get behind the ball. We had to defend collectively as a team. Um, but our guys are not. They like to attack. They like to go forward, and we were we, we were always a threat. Uh, and then there, look, even at the end where they're committing more numbers, putting more numbers near our box, and, and, and we're having to block more shots. We we actually created some other offensive transition moments where, you know, where we're, I think part of defending is also what you're doing with the ball, right? And, and we have to always still be a threat, no matter what phase or what moment in the game it is. And I thought we, we showed a better balance of that today. Uh, Buenas noches, good evening. Um, how was the process of getting ready to play against Carlos Vela, the top player? Yeah, look, it's uh it's it's exciting because you want to play the best. And um in our video and our training, we we created uh, visuals, references we spoke about. Um and not just the backline or the keeper, everybody like and whoever's near Vela needs to get pressure on him, needs to be aggressive, needs to close him down, keep him away from the box. If he is near the box, keep him outside. Don't let him inside uh, because he, he he can shoot and he wants he can put the ball wherever he wants if you give him time and space. So same with Buanga. Same with some other guys. And, um, you know, we, we want to be ourselves. We want to play to our strengths and, and uh, do our thing. But part of that is also recognizing the qualities of the opponent. And I thought, again, we showed a good balance of that and the, and the guys executed. Cool. Thank you, everyone.
3: Thank Thanks, guys. Good night.
2: Good night.
0: Muted.
1: Well, Alex, I think, like, it's, it's exciting to hear from Luchi Gonzalez how galvanized this team is in those moments in which they have, you know, they see the goal, there's some difficulty for them. They've been coming together and showing a lot of grit, and I think that's an exciting thing for fans. One thing that he was consistent on is that the team is the star, right? There was a question about Espinoza, and he reiterated that it's really, like, even being the player of the month, Espinoza is thinking more about the team as a whole and how the team is the star. Um, so, you know, considering some of the things that he said about this team going forward here onto the road against one of the bottom dwellers in the conference, one of the worst teams in the league the hated Los Angeles Galaxy. I mean, this is a prime opportunity for them to finally collect three points on the road. You know,
0: if the earthquakes play like this, they'll blow the galaxy out of the water. No no questions asked. Um, yeah. Look, I, I, I think that, uh, the reason Christian, Christian Espinosa, one of the reasons he's been so good is because, uh, especially in a game like today, he's had really good service. I mean, the, the build-up through the middle today was really incredibly impressive. And what worked super well was the Earthquakes having guys uh, like Espinosa and Cowell and Abobasi, the front three, check into the middle really aggressively. They were really aggressively checking into the middle receiving the balls from the midfielders laying off and then switching the ball so that way the earthquakes were able to break out of the uh the the defense and and get these balls into the final third and play directly and quickly uh and and create chances going forward Uh, and and so that's what worked really well was that connection with the front line that they had today that they didn't have before being able to get into those channels uh in, in the in the wide areas and, uh, you know, put the the LAFC on the, on the back foot. And then obviously, you know, Christian Espinosa's finishing is just, you know, brilliant. And, uh, and in terms of goal production, he is the guy. I mean, he he's up there with the best wingers in major league soccer at this point uh, in terms of his, his end product this season. I mean, you know, there's been so much hype about, you know, Boanga on, on LAFC Christian Espinosa just tied Boanga's goal-scoring tally for this season with two goals today. He's now at eight, and he has three goals, uh, three three assists on the on the season as well. So now he has uh, in uh, eleven games, he has eleven uh, goals in assist and assists, and that puts him up right at the top of of Major League Soccer. It makes him one of the most valuable players in the league. I think we're talking now very clearly about a guy who could be, you know, uh, MVP potential come the end of the year. And I think we're talking about a guy who's really cementing his place as a leader in this earthquakes team in this earthquakes organization in the post Wondolowski era I mean mm. uh, you know I, I, we, we haven't really had one player step to the mantle in the way that that Chris Wondolowski did but but I think that's got to be Espinosa this season he's coming close to Chase Salinas's all-time assist record he's only a few assists away and if he can you know drag the offense drag the team into the playoffs this season i think we're talking about a player now that will be remembered as a, a club legend who will be you know remembered right. as a big part of you know uh this earthquakes organization as an era defining player for this earthquakes team does that does that feel right to you phil
1: no i agree but i think you got to give a lot of credit to uh some of the other guys who are allowing Espinosa to play freely. And the first person that comes to mind for me is Carlos Grueso. I mean, in this match, there were, I mean, he had a couple of like some, like minor errors, right? That didn't really amount to much. The Galaxy were not able to capitalize on those situations, but he put out a lot of fires tonight. He was able to keep them in the game. He provides that level for them defensively in that organization, along with, of course, the two center backs who have been providing a lot of that themselves with Rodriguez and, Jonathan Mensa, um, Grueso has just been spectacular. And it was Grueso who created the opportunity on that first goal. Let's not forget that. One thing that has been really impressive with the Quakes this season is how quick they are moving the ball up the pitch. You said that they were finding those channels. I mean, a lot of that has to do with just like they're turning like that, right? We saw it from Jackson Yule. We saw it from Jamero Montero. But when it starts from the back, whether it's the center backs or it's Carlos Grueso winning the ball – they are so good at moving the ball up the pitch and creating dangerous opportunities, especially as it goes through Espinosa. So, yes, I'm seeing the same thing, Alex. I think Christian Espinoza is the MVP of this team. But it's good to know that, you know, God forbid, you know, they have to bring in somebody else to play in that position. They are still finding those channels through the middle. As of right now, though, so long as Espinoza's on the pitch, I think the Earthquakes are one of the more competitive teams in the league. And I see I was looking at the chat during the press conference. And there were some folks talking about, you know, well, it's one win. Um, I think we got to give the team a little bit more credit. The Quakes are sitting in fourth place right now, 11 games into the season. They just beat a team that has not lost to anybody else in the in the league this season. Uh, and they, LA, the LA, LAFC was heavily favored to win this match, by the way, even as a home match for the Quakes. They, you know, they come in. They're one of the better teams in the league. They're hard to stop offensively. When you have players like Bowanga, who is playing – as good as anybody else in the league, when you have Carlos Vela, who has the experience that he has, he's you know impressed throughout since he came to Major League Soccer uh, and has been the star for LAFC. I mean, they're they're a tough team to beat. So this is no small feat for the Earthquakes. This is a big deal moving forward and I think the momentum from this match is going to be significant when it comes to their rival match coming up next week and I fully anticipate I'll say it now I fully anticipate the earthquakes to go in and compete in Carson to get those three points against the Galaxy and if they have that momentum coming out of Carson you can bet that they're going to have that momentum going on the road to at least snatch a point against LAFC at home which is going to be an incredibly difficult match and and
0: and it's not to say that this match was was easy field LAFC really adjusted well in that first half to respond to the pressure that that San Jose was putting them under, right? You know, first 10 minutes, earthquakes were dominant. They were playing through the midfield like LAFC wasn't there. There was so much space for guys like Jackson Ewell and Carlos Greza to turn and, you know, just saunter forward with the ball and switch the ball and find passes. But LAFC did a really, really good job adjusting, you know, covering those interior spaces, blocking those channels, sitting deeper. And we really saw them wrestle control of the match again, uh, towards the end of, of the first half. And, you know, it's an, it's probably an unlucky goal for the the earthquakes to, to concede, you know, JT Marcinkowski will uh, probably, you know, wish he could have done better. I think he was very clearly physically looked upset after, you know, spilling that ball and, and pushing that ball into the uh, direction of, uh, Dennis Bawanga, um, but then the, the, the Quakes were able uh, to, to you know, get settled into the game, were able to find their rhythm, and they did not let LAFC take control of the game in the way that LAFC is so used to. Uh, they they stayed dangerous, especially down the wings, were able to stay connected with the offense. And and one of the guys that stood out to me in that second period was, you know, Paul Marie, just for the amount of times he was able to bomb down that right wing. Uh, he was the mm-hmm. one who put in the ball uh, to Jeremy Abobasi from which they won uh, the penalty. What did you think about some of these second half adjustments that the, the earthquakes were making? Do you think that they were able to to regain momentum in that second half? And, and who who were some of the key figures in that second half for you?
1: No, I I think definitely, again, I'm going to go back to the the defensive shape that the Quakes had. I think that was really important in terms of like keeping them steady throughout the match, keeping them competitive, because it very easily, you know, if, if they hadn't done that, if LAFC had scored another goal and taken the advantage here in this match, which they never had the lead, right? They never had that opportunity. It it could have been a lot different. The game could have turned out a lot differently and the Quakes would have had to play a lot more aggressively, which would have opened them up to even more attack from LAFC, which they do really well, right? The moments in which LAFC was the most dangerous is on those like turnover opportunities. When they get the ball, they they get it up the pitch so quickly, right? And if you go back and watch the opportunities that they take, it's it's in those moments, like when they actually push the ball up the field. I will say, like one thing that was really impressive to me is the Quakes really forced LAFC onto like to create their opportunities from the outside. Like I would say, towards the wings on the 18-yard box. That's where they actually looked the most vulnerable at times. You saw it from C. Fuentes in the second half, and then we saw it from Bogush on the on the goal. Right, that was scored by Buanga. So like when he goes into uh, the attack, he really doesn't have many options. He creates something out of nothing, and that's really what the goal was. So, like in a way, LA had to resort to like a really impressive and difficult opportunity, right? And and what was probably a low expected goal from that moment. Um, I haven't looked at the statistics, but you have to assume that it was because then it was on the spilled ball, as you said, from JT Marsenkowski that Bojunga was able to score that.
0: And and I, I'm I'm really curious when uh, Jamin Moore gets back, uh, he can if he can help us with finding some of these XG stats. Just as a reminder to everyone. Jamin Moore and Robert Jonas uh, are there at Levi's stadium. They are watching the game with you, Phil. Uh, They're down in the basement at the press conference. We're waiting uh, for them to talk to one player. Uh, Hopefully Christian Espinosa will be able to talk to, uh, and they will be in the press conference asking questions live. Then they will be sprinting up the stairs uh, back up uh, to, to join us here on the show. So we we look forward to talking to them, Uh, suggest everyone sticks around to hear their expert, analysis I know that Jamin will have a lot to say uh, about this one Robert uh, as well uh, so we look forward to speaking to them but but I, I'm curious specifically about the XG charts because my intuition is that this is one of San Jose's you know m- highest XG games of the season given that you have a penalty given that you have a 0.95 XG chance for Jamiro Montero it was easier to put in the back of the net than it was to miss. Um, but he wasn't able to put yes. it on frame. So so that was a huge chance that was created. You know, you have them knocking at the door. So I think that this will be one of their best matches in terms of XG. And then, as you say, so they they really didn't allow a ton of dangerous opportunities. We saw LaFC getting some shots from the the top of the box you saw. Um, you know, them getting on the wing, cutting inside and, and whipping a few shots on target. But those are the shots that San Jose want them to be having. You know, in, yeah. in other games, you know, against RSL, if you see what you'd see is that, you know, the opposition would get in behind, get to the touchline and then whip in crosses. They get in behind the fullbacks. And and that's way more dangerous than what was happening today, Absolutely. you know, which was that Paul Murray and Carlos Acapa were able to stand them up, prevent them from getting in behind, force them you know, inside where there's lots of numbers and, and then they have, you know, more speculative shots on target. I think that, you know, that the shot that led to the goal was he he was going backwards. He was running backwards as he was hitting that shot. So, you know, I, I think an extremely lucky finish from LSC in defensively that the Quakes did a really solid job against, you know, one of the top scoring teams in the league. Can you remember anything
1: that Carlos Vela did in this game, Phil? Uh, there wasn't a whole lot. There was one moment in which like I turned Damon and I was like, wow, he is just so incredibly like brilliant on the ball. Like he's smooth. Right. He just like floats sometimes when you're watching Carlos Vela, but you're right. There wasn't a whole lot of Carlos Vela influence in this match. And I have to say like from the attackers overall, they were very well contained. Like, uh, cause Bowanga comes in, as I said, is one of the better attackers in the league. And then you have Bokush who, uh, Very much has caused trouble in the first like four or five games that he's had in MLS for a lot of teams. But I feel like, you know, both Miguel Trauco and Paul Marie and the two center backs, like they were able to contain the play on the wings throughout the match. That's what it felt like, from my view. It never seemed like it was as dangerous as like you mentioned in the match against RSL when they became vulnerable in those spaces And that's a lot of credit, really. In this match, particularly, it's a lot of credit to the fullbacks because, like, it didn't seem like Espinosa and and Cade Cal were overworked here. It seemed like they had opportunities to be creative and to get involved into the attack because they didn't have to worry about those defensive responsibilities. So, again, that's a lot of credit to the fullbacks and to Carlos Grueso, as I mentioned before. I mean, he's one of the unsung heroes for this team. I think he comes in and he provides something that this team has been missing for a really long time, and that is that defensive stability. And I do want to mention as well, We talked about this the last couple of weeks, the presence and the calming uh, nature that Jonathan Mensah brings to this team. That cannot be understated. We saw it throughout as well. You know, he might not be somebody that you point to immediately as a standout player, as having the flair. But he is certainly somebody who is a you know, he is a member of the defense that is like going to help them create that brick wall like they're not going to be broken down when jonathan Minsa is back there uh, it really <laughs> i think you pointed this out earlier in the season uh and Jamin as well rodriguez is more likely the one to have like those kind of defensive mistakes but then at the same time rodriguez does at times and we saw it we saw it a couple times here He has that ability to find space in the midfield and like open up the attack a little bit as well. So like there's a balance there. Right. And I think that's what makes the the pairing of Jonathan Mensa and Rodriguez so special is that they have that ability to have that back and forth in the same way, as we said before, that Clarence Goodson and Victor Bernardes did. Right. Like they complemented each other well, and these guys complement each other really well. And when you have two solid fullbacks like Paul Marie or Carlos Acapo, when he was in Miguel Traco as a backup coming in and doing the job really well. I mean, that just makes it so much easier for the team to get settled and to find something in the attack.
0: And here we have Christian Espinosa joining us from the the press conference. So we'll bring you that live.
5: Unmuted.
3: So Christian's bilingual now. So you can do both English and Spanish, right, Christian? I try to
5: do my best. Of course. <laughs> All
3: right, uh, let's go ahead and begin with forward Christian Spineza, who tallied his uh, seventh goal season. Um, so let's begin with a question from Jimmy Moore. Go Jim. Hey, Christian. Congratulations on the win and, and the goals. Thank you. Um, you know, that first goal was a really nice worked goal between the team, a lot of good passing and really kind of set you up for a nice shot there. Can you talk us through, like, you know, how do you think you know if you were able to break uh lafc down earlier in the
5: game with that type of passing yes we were we were working during the week uh we knowing that if we move the, the ball fast side to side we can break the line of pressure so yeah, i think that the goal comes in that way they try to press high and we move the ball fast side to side and we can break the lines and and unfortunately we, we can score
3: uh, let's go
4: Robert. Um, this was uh, obviously the biggest game of the year so far and a huge crowd and you know, a lot of lot of uh, great environments. You know walk us through how you know it felt being on the field with, with such a crowd and then coming out with the result that you did beating LAFC giving them their first loss of the season.
5: Obviously it was very special to see all the fans here. I think that was more than forty thousand, so that is something very special. To feel from inside the field all those support. Uh, and we are very grateful for to them. Um, and we, we respond inside the field. And we can give them a, a victory to celebrate. Uh, let's
3: go, Michael. Okay, person, with this atmosphere that we're talking about, how good does it feel to be the defending champions and undefeated at the time?
5: Uh, as I say, it was very special. This team. Um, before this game, they, they don't lose any 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 game before. So uh, that make this, this victory more special.
3: Let's go Fabian and then Kevin. Christian, you're on the doorstep of a couple of records for the San Jose Earthquakes. Have you spoke to Shea about it, about the assist record? And then now, with your gold contributions, you're close to Wando's records. No. Are you, are you talking
1: about it?
5: Wando is too far. <laughs> now uh it, yes we 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 share to assist but just joking and so now i'm very happy when i can help the team with or season so i'm very happy with this moment did he send you a text for no assist today no no not yet <laughs> <laughs> thank you Christian, did today feel like the biggest game you played in san jose and
3: uh, how do you feel about the future
5: I think um, we have um last year was uh, really tough for us. Uh tough year when Matthias leaves, then Alex Covello comes um and then uh, this year was a new beginning for everybody. Um, this new beginning comes with a lot of energy, and, and we take advantage of that. Did today feel
4: like the biggest
5: game in San Jose? Yeah, I hope in the future we, we, can, we can do uh, better games too. So.
1: Yes, so you and Jeremy and Bobassi have formed a strong partnership with each game throughout the season. How do you feel like Jeremy and Bobassi, uh thus helps you become
3: the best version of yourself on the pitch?
5: Yes, we are working together in the in the front line of the of the team. So this partnership was building up step by step with the with the time. It's never like a, you bring two players and gonna works in immediately. Uh, and I think this partnership was is really good. We understand each other really well inside the field and outside the field too. Um, and we are happy to, to help the, the team.
3: Okay. Let's go Marco and then follow. And Christian, I know your team goals guy
0: first, you care more about that than the individual once. But the way you started out this season, are you even surprised about how well you, you've played and the goals that you've been getting this season?
5: Yes, uh, it was something and I promised to myself to improve from last year when the last season ends and. Um, when I was re- resting in my my house in Argentina, I like uh, promised to myself to improve in the in the way to score goals and to be more close to the to the goal. So uh, I put that in my mind, and since the preseason start, I was working really hard, and and I think that now is paying off. So I'm really happy. So
2: for los goles. Si pudieras mirar hacia atrás, ¿cómo ves el crecimiento de tu fútbol aquí en el club? ¿Y cómo se siente jugar contra un jugador tan importante como Carlos Vela?
5: Gracias. Bien, la verdad que me siento muy, muy feliz por todo lo que está pasando. Eh, el presente del equipo, cómo estamos jugando eh, en lo personal también. Eh, siempre que jugamos contra grandes equipos hay grandes jugadores también del otro lado. Eh, no solo Vela, también Wonga, eh, y otros chicos más, eh, y nosotros como equipo teníamos que estar preparados para, para para jugar ese tipo de partidos, y hoy yo creo que con la ayuda de, de la gente que vino hoy a, a alentarnos, fue fue algo muy lindo poder ganar este partido. a
3: hacer un más Michael. Okay. So... Uh,
5: Jeremy was a leading scorer last year. He scored a lot of goals, especially early in the season. And you're doing it this year. How do you guys decide who does the penalty kick? Uh, we decide in the moment, to be honest. Um, what, whatever can can take the the ball and, and shoot it, because in that moment is if somebody has the confidence to take the ball, it's just uh, whatever can take the ball. So today I. I I asked for the ball immediately so and um, and I take it this that's it thank you everyone
0: thank you
1: thank you thank you, guys. again Alex I do have some mixed feelings about whether or not the Quakes should be playing here at Levi Stadium but it sounded to me like Espinosa was really excited about the prospect of future games being played here he didn't quite like lean into it too hard but like the fact that they had a chance to play in a different environment against such a big team as LAFC I mean it it seemed like a big deal for him coming in this wasn't just another game playing LA here I think really meant something to him
0: Phil well let's talk about it let's unpack it I am not had not had the pleasure to to be in person at uh, Levi's Stadium today so I want to hear from you what the experience was like whether the earthquakes are rewriting the narrative about the Levi Stadium experience. I think it probably helped not for it to be baking hot outside. Is is I think that, that's can a big say difference. that.
1: Yeah, I mean it, that was one of the things I think when I first like pulled up, you know, when I parked, when I started walking to the stadium, it was drizzling. Right, the weather was a lot different than what I'm used to every time I've been here. Whether it's been for the 49ers, the U.S. Men's National Team, the Earthquakes, like it's always blistering hot. Right, everybody who's been to Levi Stadium knows that you're just baking in the sun most of the time. So that is something that is. Definitely being taken into account here. So like the feeling coming in, it was like, you know, it it was cool. The air was fresh. It was crisp. It was like beautiful. I mean, as you can see behind me right now, like the weather is absolutely perfect. You have the wispy clouds. It's just you know, an ideal day. So yes, on the one hand, it was really nice to see the game here, but on the other hand, I would say, you know, PayPal park has the same potential when you have a day like this at PayPal park, it's just as great to catch a game. Plus you have the proximity to the pitch. All that being said, I mean, it was, a it was really great. The, um, the organization did a great job putting this together. It was Mexican heritage day. And so we saw uh, a lot of different festivities related to that, whether it was the bands playing, uh, we saw the luchadores like around the stadium. We saw a lot of people celebrating uh, Mexican heritage, and of course, you know, right after right after uh, Cinco de Mayo, a lot of people were still in the spirit. Right, so uh, in terms of that, it was a really great time to bring together this sort of a celebration, and and you know, if it was like I said, it was the energy was palpable; like you could feel it in the air. Um, At halftime, I had a, a moment to go down and kind of like walk around the stadium a little bit. I went down and said hello to some of my friends down in the ultra section. And uh, people were hyped, like they were really pumped. They were looking for the team to find that advantage and score. And I think like... You can you can owe a lot to the folks who came out and supported this team today because I had to be honest I had to eat a little bit of crow I definitely expected and I said this that there to be a heavy LAFC influence and it definitely felt like a home match okay it looks like we're getting uh, Jamin and <laughs> and Robert they're not I waiting to, until they do I too. want
0: to take you I want to take you in a live behind the scenes look at uh, Jamin Moore and Robert Jonas who are. Racing up the stairs to join us on the show soon, yeah. so we'll be following them live on their journey uh, to the uh, aftershock post-game show, uh, and we're going like to ask that. them this question as well: what they thought about this uh, experience at Levi yeah. Stadium? We're, we're hearing some comments from uh, some from people in the uh, the, the comment section as well. I said this in the Slack: Levi <laughs> sucks, but our team has that big stadium home mentality. Great vibes in the stadium, a very pro Quakes crowd for the most part. Parking was a nightmare. Glad I got there plenty early. So it sounds yeah. like a good experience. And it sounds like the team stepped up to the moment so that they, you know, yeah. recognized that this is a game that can either be a big disaster or a big opportunity, you know, for the the, the organization to show uh, definitely, and I can hear the guys coming in right now. But I
1: will say really quickly before they come in and sit down and join us, like when Jamin and I had an opportunity to kind of walk to the stadium before the match, and we saw the players coming in, there was definitely that feeling, like the like the energy from the players was like, yes, this game matters against LAFC. This game at Levi Stadium matters, and this is a this is a big game where they had to make a statement, and they certainly did. So, welcome, Jamin. Really glad you can join us. There they are, Jamin. We were following your journey uh, because the webcam. Oh my god. <laughs> right. Do not, do not, Jamin. Uh, was, 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 is Robert going to be joining us here too? Yeah, he he needed to. Okay, he had to go run and, and take care of something. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, Jamin, uh, why don't you kind of shed some light onto what it was like down there in the press conference? I mean, this is the first time in a while that you've had an opportunity to actually speak yeah. to the the like organi- the, the folks from the organization, Luchi Gonzalez and Christian Espinoza, in person.
3: Yeah, I mean, first time I've done a press conference with. Uh, since COVID. Um, and uh took, took a couple uh, photos of it and, and, and tweeted that out. Uh, very grateful, of course, to all the patrons, you know, to allow us to be able to, to do that today. Um, and, uh, you know, Lucci, again, very thoughtful answers, always takes the time to, you know, answer your question and then provide, you know, some additional context. And the thing that, you know, strikes me with him, and I know some people, this could be frustrating after a loss, but after a win, like it's empowering is this whole kind of concept of it's, it's about, you know, the process and how we are doing things and the way we go about them more than what we are actually accomplishing now. Because if we do things the right way, if we lay the plumbing uh, the right way, like this is repeatable success that we can rely on throughout the season and in coming years. And, uh, you know, talking to the front office uh, staff and, and I had an interview, uh, with uh, Jared Shali that will hit probably tomorrow. Mm. Um, you know, there's the, the, the amount of optimism that they are on the right path, that they are doing things the right way. The um, analytical staff, the data analytics side uh, this week, you know, uh, rated fifth in major league soccer. They've made some huge strides already. I got to hear a little bit about it uh, today without giving away too much, but, uh, you know, the the positivity from around the organization that they are putting in building blocks that are getting better and better. The stadium improvements this season, this game and, and 45,000 fans, you know, at this game. The fact that uh, most of the people who walk through this gate today are new and have not been to a Quakes game before, at least not in the current Quakes database. Mm-hmm. Like these are huge building blocks. And then to put on such a positive performance with LAFC uh, the stars came out, obviously Christian Espinoza, you know, and uh, Dennis Blanga. You know, credit to both of them, really incredible games. Blanga's shot is so quick, it's, yeah. it's just lightning fast. Uh, it's it's obvious uh, he's he's going to be huge in this league. But um, you know, what can you say about Christian Espinoza that hasn't already been said? Lucci's like you know the guy's the hardest working guy out there, and everyone follows his example, and mm. you know it's paying off. I, I what I really liked is the one thing I got is why is is he scoring more goals? And it's exactly what I thought it was, which is he's shooting closer. Uh, He gave that little tidbit in the press Mm -hmm. conference today. So just little things like that. And, you know, uh, and getting the result, getting a positive result, you know, when there's so much positivity around is just going to create more and more momentum around the club right now. And and, uh, I'm happy for them. Uh, There's a lot of people that have been very very frustrated and that, uh, you know, they've had to hit the reset button a few times. And now they feel that they're on the right track. And you can feel it. You can feel it today that they're on the right track.
1: Yeah, that's something that we were talking about quite a bit before you guys came in here was the fact that, you know, Lucci said this in the press conference. They were galvanized in those moments where they had difficulty. They are playing well as a team. Christian has stated it again and again. He cares more about the team as the star rather than himself. Robert, you had a chance to sit in on the press conference as well. I'm sure everybody's uh, you know waiting to hear what your thoughts are.
4: Yeah, I mean, first thought was again the you both said it. You know, the the moment. You know, the the team really rose to to a challenge that that you know could have been, uh, well, it, it it required digging deep. Uh, this was a you know a big event. Um, one of the things the coach mentioned, and this actually came up midweek as well. You know, if you look out there, that stadium is all red, <laughs> and uh, this is a team that's black and blue, and and. The, the Quakes organization went out of their way to put as much Quakes swag as they could in the locker room and in the players areas to just make them feel as comfortable and as home as as possible. You know they trained here during the week so they could get used to the field and, and not you know not be you know kind of taken by the moment when they arrived mm-hmm. here uh, this morning this afternoon. You know all these little things that the organization was doing to to make this game uh, as effective and, and help the team be as effective as possible. Even as uh, simple as let's just put all the visiting fans up in the upper bowl and no uh, no one has to see them or listen to them yeah Christian talked about you know just you know how special this this, this game was in terms of the crowd and I, and I think that was you know probably across the board every player is gonna tell you the same thing so you know hats off to the organization and supporting uh, the, the players I know that was something Lucci was very uh, insistent on when he took on this project and this,
3: to me, was the kind of day that showed the organization was uh, going to back the coach. Yeah, I, I think interesting also from the tactic side, we saw kind of, you know, many sides of the earthquakes today. Like if you go, you know, 10 minutes by 10 minutes, you mm-hmm. could say, wow, that was a fantastic 10 minutes. Oh, that was a rough 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. And oh, they had to dig deep in that 10 minutes and they had to come up with some big plays. And so there's a lot of like what we've seen. Uh, about the quakes throughout the season that showed up in various parts of the match today. And what what I uh, personally liked was was the defensive effort, and Lucci uh, talked about it as well. Uh, the defensive effort, you know, particularly in the first part of the second half, LAFC is quite obviously a team with quality. You know, take nothing away from that team. Their passing is ultra sharp. And while the Quakes sometimes their passes run a little bit errant, and they got to like stick legs out, and you know they got to reach extra in order to be able to get to a ball or something like that, LFCs is to the feet. It's bang Mm -hmm. on, Um, you know. And they make mistakes. Every every team makes mistakes and turnovers, but they put together just multiple passing sequences that are just you know as good as you can find you know in this hemisphere. Um, It's really interesting, you know, style to play. And it challenged the Quakes. Mm -hmm. It was, I think, a quality that they hadn't seen yet this season. Uh, The teams that they've played are not that sharp. Uh, Their passing is not that spot on. They can get away with cheating in different situations. Today, you could not get away with cheating on LAFC. Uh, They came, credit to them. They came to play. They put out a really good lineup considering that they're playing multiple games, you know, midweek, this week and next and, uh, you know, they 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 went for it today and they, they after the Quakes scored, they put a chokehold on the game for a while. Yeah. And, you know, but it's also a credit to the Quakes. They could have, you know, they could have, uh, you know, not not just bent, but broken uh, against that level of quality. And they didn't. And so hopefully that will now be a catapult into, you know, the next games that they're going to have to do. I'm a little concerned, you know, that they'll be able to, to, to come with that same level of energy at LASC you know, against that level of quality. I think that'll be a really interesting game. But next week, you know, let's get past the uh,
1: the Galaxy test first.
3: <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask
1: here, Robert, and maybe that's something that you can kind of hit on as well as you give some of your analysis is like the Quakes come off of this really big win. They have all this momentum against one of the best teams in the league. They go on the road against one of the bottom dwellers in the league in yeah. the Los Angeles Galaxy. I mean, what do you think they are going to bring to that match? Well, I want to use part of, you know, part of this game to sort of answer that question
4: as well. And and, and speaking of, you know, a, a, a roster that's not that much different than, you know, last year maybe even before and how, moments that didn't go their way before led to breakdowns led to you know letting the the foot off the gas you know when lafc scored and then miro misses the what did we was it a (laughs) 0.95 i mean mean, everyone could have just been like ah damn it, you know, they're like this is not going to go well. But, you know, they stayed strong enough to see out the rest of that half. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they did the adjustments that needed to be made, you know. They, so, you know, this is, to me, is kind of the same, you know, kind of looking to next week. They're not going to get v- overly high about this game mm-hmm. and the win. and the, Even though the magnitude of this win is incredible. They beat the last unbeaten team in Major League Soccer. That's right. I don't think they're going to spend the week feeling great about that in the way that's going to distract them from the task ahead and well, being able that and 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 we got to answer i think about jt Marcus, Marcinkowski, the short memory mm-hmm. i think that goes for for a lot of the guys on the field you don't see as much of the reactions that we've seen in the past and so i think in the same way that you know low moments were devastating and high moments can lead to kind of over emotion this is not the quakes team that seems to be kind of working that way and i think that's what i will put them on a really good page for another well, big big game next week
3: yeah i see a question in the chat uh sorry you know um not really uh, in a position here to, to uh, share a bunch of c- comments right now, but um, uh, what role is Wando playing this season? He's most visible last one. Thank you, Alex. Uh, <laughs> he is more uh, back office now. No, actually got to, we, uh, as uh, Robert and I, or sorry, actually Phil and I, yeah. we're walking the concourse before the game. We yeah, ran that. into uh, Wando and he was, you know, third in line, you know, off the bus and, and heading into the locker room. So uh, clearly not considered an assistant coach per se, but very active in the locker room and uh, and present uh, for this game too. And was very cordial and took the time, you know, to say a quick hi to us as we were walking through. So, um, you know, it, uh, it was, uh, you know, again, I, I agree. I, I heard you saying this as, a, as we were walking in, you know, the team, the team itself, you know, the coaches were like, hey, you know, Jamin, how's it going? You know, they were nice and cordial and everything, but the team, very focused, mm-hmm. you know, very much, you know, centered on the task at hand, you know, not looking to even really, you know, spend any time with the press guys. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they were uh, they uh, uh, they were they were very focused, and uh, you could you could feel that kind of focused energy from the very uh, start of the game. That first first ten minutes, as Alex said in, in his tweet, you know, is probably their best ten minutes ten. of the season. And uh, you know, to show that level of quality against LASC, LAFC's is like, oh, this is going to be a real game. We have to we have to step it up, and they did. But, um, you know, it just showed like, okay, you know, we have to match that intensity. We have to match that quality in order to get a result today. Fortunately for the Quakes, they had just a little bit extra.
1: Yeah. Well, guys, we're hitting... We're close to the hour mark on the show here, and I know that you, you know, probably still have a lot that you want to chime in with, and so I want to go ahead and invite you. And Alex, I don't know if you want to jump back in on the show. I know you're producing. Yeah, Alex, in the we background. haven't argued at all today. Yeah, so I was going to, to say. To come back. Multiple people have said I love it when Alex and Jamin go at it. So like, Jared, Jared said the
0: same thing, Alex.
1: Jared, Jared is like, I, I love it
3: when you and Alex really start mixing <laughs> it up. So.
0: Apparently, we got to argue every show.
1: <laughs> I don't know what
0: is there to argue about today,
1: Jim. This <laughs> is it a, a, is, a, a is it is it only argue, we only it, argue after loss? Is it so blue no and black or is it gold and white? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Hey, uh, so Alex I did want to invite you back into the conversation here before we get the to the dress. last the, the, it's an old reference yeah. I'm sorry to all the Gen Z people who are tuning in right now you probably have no idea what I'm talking about <laughs> oh uh, is that
0: the dress are you talking yes, about the yes thank you Alex oh.
1: thank you for paying attention and joining that was
0: very deep
1: somewhere in the
0: yeah you were you were like you know five
1: or six years old when that happened so um, Alex could you if, if you want to just jump back in and you know give us some of your your last thoughts here as we are kind of heading towards the, you know, the back end of the show, Um, just going into the game against the LA Galaxy or anything else that you want to contribute before we wrap things up.
0: Well, I want to hear more from uh, Jamin and Robert about the experience at Levi's stadium, because Phil and I were talking about how before the game, there was some nervous anticipation that Quakes fans don't have great memories from Levi's stadium in the past, that it might feel like, in a away game and we know how important that is because the quakes tend to win at home and lose on the road so did it feel like a home game to you did this place feel like a a, a stadium where the earthquakes could continue to to play in the future uh, and and make it another annual game possibly in the the way that uh, the the cali classico is at stanford stadium
3: i i think they got out of this game what they needed to get so if you, uh, if you listened back to the Jared Sholly interview, I can't remember fully on camera or off camera if you if made this, this point. So if you said it off camera, my apologies to Jared, but I think it's okay to share. Um, you know, he basically said, I needed to find out if Levi's could be a place for us going forward or not. I needed to do this test. We had to put everything into it and do it right. We wanted to see the results we got. I think we got what we wanted to get, and I think the result also. If you if everyone you know follows Sam Bonita's, and if you don't, you should. Uh, from the uh, from the Quakes, who does great videos uh, for for the for the club, um, you know he, he showed today. You know here's the Quakes fans, and you know they're they're you know all of them cheering, and then there's the 3252 up in the corner. So <laughs> while there was a concern, I think about an, an, an and rightfully so about an LAFC takeover. They certainly have popular gear. They're a popular team particularly in California, uh, today felt like I, am going to say, I don't know, 75, 80% quakes from my vantage point. Anyway, you know, maybe, uh, fans would have a little bit different vantage point depending upon where they sat, but from the press box side and just looking across the crowd and the colors that you see and the way the fans are reacting, it felt extremely overall pro pro quakes, you know, if it's 75, 80%, I think that's about the same as a Cali classico to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, now, my, own, my concern with Levi's is that the noise gets lost a bit with the stadium. And, uh, you know, the my, my, you know, kind of I think, I think the, the, uh, the stadium at Stanford holds it in a bit better. Um, that's one of my concerns. But unfortunately, we were behind glass the whole time. So I'm not sure we're the best people to be able to say what the rest of the atmosphere, you know, in the stadium was like. So, so fans, you know, obviously jump in and let us know how you felt the atmosphere was out there.
0: And and clearly it was a successful, you know, marketing push, a coordinated marketing push to draw, you know, a a crowd, the size of 45,000, you know, and a part of me wonders, what if every Quakes game were advertised this way? What if you consistently got 18, 20, 25,000 people wanting to buy tickets for games at, at PayPal park? What if you had this level of excitement in PayPal park? Would that experience um, be you know one that fans enjoy even more. So so I think it's a really good glimpse of of the the kind of marketing that this team team can do, and would love to see you know more PayPal Parks games elevated in this way, uh, and a, a, attract this kind of crowd. Robert, what what were your takes on this?
4: Yeah, I mentioned it earlier. You know just how much effort went into. You know, making the behind the scenes feel as much like a home game as possible. And, you know, you can't really you know, under underscore. You should underscore just how important that was you know, for players to feel comfortable and not feel like you know they're getting on a bus and playing somewhere besides their home stadium. Um, I did sit out in the uh, lower bowl for part of the first half, a little bit of the second half. It was loud. It was a, a really good crowd. Uh, I saw a lot of kids out there. I think it's worth noting that this was an earlier start than what the Quakes normally have at PayPal Park. And, you know, being able to bring kids out to a game and not uh, be kind of stuck in traffic until That's 11 plus is is huge, you know. And, and hopefully a lot of those kids maybe seeing their first Quakes game of the season will want to see more. And, and you know, maybe it's up to the Quakes and MLS to recognize that playing all evening games is not really the way to, to really kind of capture the largest audience possible. But for the moment that uh, this game presented, you know, the, the ability to get this big of a crowd together and get people from all around the Bay Area, that's mm-hmm. where the Quakes really won. And, um, you know, to be able to replicate that at PayPal Park, you know, maybe there's some lessons to be learned here. But uh, I think uh, it's important just to bask in, in what was a very, very entertaining day.
3: Yeah, I, I want to point I, out that uh, it was uh, it was an event that they wanted to look on the calendar and find a place where they could find a, like a holiday weekend where, you know, they you know, people are celebrating something that would fit uh, in and, and be able to utilize that in order to be like the attraction from a sports side of the weekend. Obviously you can't predict that the Warriors are going to be playing, you know, at in the playoffs, yeah. right? right. But at the same time, uh, you know, they, they looked at Cinco de Mayo and, you know, the, uh, the, the community, uh, the Mexican community, and the you know obviously you know an opportunity from a marketing side as well as a community you know that that does need to be served and there's a lot of Latino players on this team, uh, and a Latino coach and and such and a Latino star in Christian Espinoza you know it's definitely worth you know highlighting some of those things, um, and uh, you know today was a, a pretty good I think showing for that.
0: So so we saw Lucia Gonzalez tactically step up to the plate. He made some you know critical adjustments throughout the game uh, i'm curious what you guys thought about those but also before we end was he successfully able to step up to the occasion sartorially was the golden sweater the look i'm i'm curious about your thoughts gentlemen i'm on board with the golden sweater I just think it might have been the wrong occasion given LAFC playing in all gold. What, what were your thoughts here? Sweater the new
1: purple sweaters the question. <laughs> ah. And also, I would say it's a step up from the t-shirt that it, we saw in the prior match. Maybe he's just trying to take the
3: gold from LAFC and, and going like, no, you can't have that. You know? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know, the, uh, the, uh, the adjustments I, I think that really they made were in trying to recognize what LAFC was looking to do. There's a point. Bring back the purple sweater. There's a point in this first half where, um, you know, I was sitting beside Phil, and uh, I don't know why you were so far down. Robert was like, yeah, they put him way over for. Far like, we on, couldn't man. talk to Robert. I had to yell at Robert. <laughs> I'm used to sitting
1: next to Robert. I'm used to him, you know being able to bounce ideas. I uh, was cracking on. jokes with Harold. The whole oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a point like
3: midway through the first half where uh, the passing was like progressive, and I don't mean as in like long balls over the top. Yeah. You know d- direct uh soccer i mean it was two teams that understood the value of progressing diagonal balls on the ground through the center of the pitch to be able to start to spring an attack and they both had the same ideas at the same time and uh, what struck me was lafc is doing now what the quakes would love to be doing by this time next year year after that in terms mm-hmm. of the overall maturity it looked like two teams trying to play in the same way and having some of the same ideas. And, you know, it was, uh, you know, I think once LAFC's kind of quality held on a bit, and so they were able to hold the ball a bit more, that's where the Quakes got tested on that defensive side. And I think a lot of it, you know, according to Lucci was just at halftime and the communication and making sure that everyone understood their responsibility in the different moments. I like the sub for Judson I thought zone 14 was a potential issue. Buonga was attacking that space as well as Fuentes, And, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to see that close down a bit. I don't know that they did it as well as I wanted them to do it, but I think it was the right move uh, to be able to put them on. And then the second time, I think we've seen the Beeson-Buddha combination sub in order to look to close a game out. So I'll, Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll keep watching to see if that becomes a thing, you know, having Buddha out there, just chasing people with his speed and things like that, and being a nuisance at the end of the game. And then having that, you know, five-man back line to close a game out, you know, uh, so far, so good in terms of being able to to utilize
1: that to get points. And also the Benji Kakanovich sub at the end, too, for Kate Cowell. I mean, giving him that opportunity to have a few you know more ch- touches on the ball, some more minutes, and perhaps build his confidence going into the next match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do want to comment on that last part of the game, too. Just
4: the, you know, the subs, I thought Judson was absolutely important there. You know, as soon as the Quakes took the lead, you know, the, the little murmur around us was, you know, the Quakes need to park the bus and see this one out. And and I, I can't remember who joked about, you know, looking at the bench and only seeing kind of the short yellow bus in, in reserve. But, you know, they had it just enough to keep L.A. off the board in a way that I've seen L.A. play week after week and, and just seemed to, you know, just take over games. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in that kind of situation, and they just weren't able to, to you know, s- successfully you know keep the uh, the pressure on enough to maybe get that equalizing goal, and that was something special. Getting boot out there, he did b- very well. He had very few touches, but he was able to slow things down in a way that uh, the Quakes needed. They needed somebody to relieve a little bit of the pressure. So, kudos for his uh, his short appearance. It was everything it needed. Being.
1: I think that gives a lot of confidence to Quakes fans. I mean, one thing that we've talked a lot about this year. Is whether or not the bench those players who are in the 18 that are called in who aren't necessarily getting the starting minutes whether they can help to maintain these leads whether they can have an effect on the match you know in a way that is meaningful and could you know perhaps be better than just you know average because mm-hmm. i feel like before the quakes haven't necessarily had depth right like that's been a question that we've had for a long time to be able to bring somebody like miguel traco in when you have an injury to somebody like carlos acapo and then to still have guys who can come in at the end of the match like Tanner Beeson, like Judson. Yeah. I mean, that says a lot about the team. And Lucci has said it again and again. They are playing together and the team is the star. And it looks to me like it's not just the 11 who are going out at the beginning of the match. It is the entire 18.
3: And also just I'm sure you guys have said it already, but having Nika Chikaris like yes, close to be back on the field. He was, in, he was in the 20 today. Yeah. Didn't get actually get to see the field, but the fact that he's in the 20. Such a good well, sign.
4: He came over to the bench when the game was still 1-1, and I was, it looked like they were giving him instructions, and then they got the penalty, took the lead, and they kind of sent him back to, to warm-ups. So we might have seen Nico today in that situation with the game at 1. So, But, yeah, it feels like uh, he's probably on the doorstep to getting his first match. Yeah, a good point. I think you. some
3: of the subs at the end were due to the,
1: yeah. the change in the scoreline. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, why don't we go ahead and move to the last part of the show, which is the closing thoughts. So again, um, Alex, I am going to invite you back in case you want to add in, but l- why don't we go ahead and go to Jamin Moore first, and then we'll kind of go uh, We'll kind of go around, and I'll close it out. So, Jamin?
3: I mean, always good to get the opportunity to be back in person and be able to see many people from the organization and, uh, you know, to be a part of an event like the, uh, you know, uh, for League's Cup and or Cali Classico, you know, depending upon... Uh, what we're able to do but uh, of course it's because of all of you patrons that we get to have this opportunity so thank you to to everyone for that Um, you know it's uh, overall you know a very successful day when you get 45,000 fans to show up the majority of them cheering for you Um, you uh, you end up getting uh, you know uh, an opportunity to showcase your star uh, player Christian Espinoza in the way that you did you get to see the quality of the league and LAFC and Buanga it's going to impress people like hey The quality of the play out here is very good. Um, I'm going to think I'm going to come back and be able to see this. And one of the things I know that Quakes are looking for is to use large event marketing like this to be able to convert those into season ticket holders. Season ticket holders means more butts in the seats at PayPal Park. Overall, you have to consider it a successful day, both on the field and off the field. Congratulations to the club.
4: Yeah, I'm going to repeat something I, I mentioned earlier. You know, this is a this is a statement win for this team. This is you know for Lucci. This is the 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 highest of the results we, we've seen so far in his short tenure as head coach. Um, and I don't think that's going to make the team, or I don't think the team's going to sit back and just be happy with that. And that's they're going to rest on that as fans. They should be very happy about this. We're going into a rivalry week, uh, playing the Galaxy next weekend. Fans should be pretty excited about this, pretty motivated to play a team that's been struggling and know that their Quakes are focused on the task at hand, focused on listening to the coaching staff and getting prepared and and should come out to that game ready for whatever the Galaxy can throw at them. it's up to the fans to stay excited and be really motivated by this and let the players uh, do what they need to do and get their job done. So I can't wait for next Saturday because I think this is going to be a, a really great opportunity to, to go down there and, and, and let's see, see if this team can get their first uh, road victory
1: in the 2023 season. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and go next, and then we'll have Alex close us out since he's remote and he's producing the show. So I'm just go going us. to, yeah, go Alex. <laughs> I'm going to just say that this uh, game particularly was a really good showing for Luchi Gonzalez. I thought it, it, you know, he came out in the first 10 minutes and the team made a statement. They played with flair. They used the energy from the 12th man, which was us, the or, you know, it was the, the crowd that was here at Levi Stadium. And I felt he made the necessary adjustments for the team going into the second half. And they got the win. They scored late in the match. They created their own luck. Uh, they got the penalty call, and Christian Espinoza came in and he slammed the door on LAFC. So it was a really impressive showing for Luchi Gonzalez, and I'm excited, Robert, as you have mentioned, <coughs> to see what they do against the LA Galaxy and how they are, you know, how they go into that match. And considering the momentum here, I think they go on, and they're going to go on the road, and they are going to go for the win. They're going to go for the three points. It makes the most sense for me when you have a team that's on, you know. On the back hills, like the LA Galaxy, they're not playing well. They're they're not playing well at home. This is a great opportunity for the Earthquakes. So, um, had a great time here at Levi Stadium. I am a little more convinced than I was before that this could be a place that the Quakes could continue to have these marquee matchups. As much as I want to see them continue to play and actually fill up PayPal Park, but you make a great point, Jamin. Folks come here if it's their first match. Perhaps they uh, invest more in the team. They get their season tickets, which could mean more butts and seats over at which, again, is a beautiful stadium in itself. And if you get, you know, like what we had today in terms of the weather, the pitch, uh, it's a great place for the the fans to see the Earthquakes play. So, Alex, why don't you go ahead and close us out? And uh, don't forget to refer folks over to QuakesEpicenter.com.
0: Look, I I only have one thing to add um, to everything that that you guys have already said. And because I'm uh, uh, behind the the screen here, uh, I'm going to – See if I can uh, present it all to you uh, live, and I'm having to enable screen share. I'm scared. Uh, what is going on to do here? Do this. <laughs> ah, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to enable screen share. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to give me uh, a moment here. Uh, I'm not sure if, if if I'll be able to screen share here. But what I can do <laughs> is I can read it out. The, the MLS <laughs> Western Conference standings as uh-huh. of right now. Seattle Sounders, number one, 20 points. St. Louis, number two, 19 points. San Jose Earthquakes tied for 3rd place with LAFC on 18 points. They've played 11 games, 18 points from 11 games, as better than we've seen the Earthquakes do in a long time, gentlemen. And it's not just that the Earthquakes have potential this season. We knew with new leadership, Luchy Gonzalez, we knew with returning – you know, star players like Jeremy and Bobacy and Christian Espinosa. They've had potential. Now we're seeing them realize that potential climb towards the top of the Western conference. And I think, you know, you can reasonably say that that's exactly where they deserve to be at this stage of the season. They deserve to be in the conversation with teams like uh, LiFC, uh, you know, with teams in the upper half of the, the Western conference. Um, They're there. They're there already and uh, excited to see where this team can go for the the rest of the season. And we will be here with you all right there through uh, the whole season. Uh, You can uh, support our show uh, by subscribing to our Patreon. Uh, And usually Jamin Moore does this, so I'm going to have to figure out how to bring out the the banner. There's a a little... I get to keep my job a little bit longer, so I guess that's good. have we have, a, we, have a, we have a a, a link running <laughs> at the bottom of the screen it's uh, done, right it's now um and uh,
3: so we, we it must remind everyone also to subscribe there's a like subscribe notify in the top corner where is that yeah like there okay. it's right there yep. notify so we are getting closer and closer on the <laughs> subscriber side to a thousand please help us get there if you're not subscribing or if you have like several accounts and you want to subscribe on mm-hmm. all of them we're good with that
0: and and I I, I want to give a shout out to all of our patrons, uh, especially tonight, because they were able to get Jamie Moore down to uh, the Bay Area in order to be there live at Levi's Stadium for this one. So that's what your uh, Patreon money contributes towards. It contributes towards uh, getting us two games in person. Uh, you know, throughout the summer we hope to be able to cover more games on the road, uh, and it uh, makes uh, the show happen. And uh, you know four or five dollars a month you can also join our patron slack channel which was popping off in tonight's game uh, as always uh, and it's a grand old time in there so we appreciate everyone uh, for their support i'm uh, glad i was able to to join you gentlemen uh, today remotely and uh, uh, was excited that uh, uh, the Quakes were able uh, to put in such a resounding victory in a big game. So, with all that said, I want to thank Robert Jonas, Phil Leva, Jamin Moore for joining me here today. I'm Alex Morgan for the crew at the Aftershock Post Game Show. We are signing off and wish everyone a good night.